We're already two weeks into the annual election period for Medicare, and we're about to start the open enrollment period for individual health insurance. The reality is, is time is running out and it's running out faster than you might think. I'll tell you why coming up next. The Medicare annual election period has begun and ends on December 7th. Plans change every year, and you can take advantage of new benefits and lower costs if you fully understand how the changes affect you. You can get free guidance from J.O., Medicare expert and author of Maximize Your Medicare. Call now and get the guidance received by satisfied clients nationwide. There's no obligation. Call today. Hi, everybody. It's Jay. Welcome to the Maximize Your Medicare Weekly. It's the place where I'm going to tell you in a nonpartisan way, an even-handed way about your rights, your options, the good and the bad about the confusing landscape of Medicare health insurance and financial analysis, financial products, planning, retirement planning, as they affect everyday people. Okay. So we're now a couple of weeks into the Medicare annual election period. You can see here up on the screen that, you know, Medicare.gov calls it the open enrollment period. Other people call it the open open enrollment period. Uh, you know, don't get me started on how many levels of wrong this absolutely is. A lawyer knows this as annual election period. Why do I call it? Why do I reference lawyers? Because they are making the language to financial contracts, health insurance, financial contract. You just cannot throw around terms loosey-goosey. Can't. There are specific things that you can do during the annual election period that you cannot do at other times during the year. What ends up happening is people use the terms too loosely, they get the wrong idea, and then they lose out on the tremendous rights and options under Medicare. This happens all the time. And the fact that even the government calls it open enrollment, other so-called gurus call it open enrollment, it drives me nuts. Don't get me started. Uh, we've already, I'll, I'll have to step down from the soapbox right now. Okay. So let's start with observations about what I've found in the annual election period. So I've known what all the terms and conditions were starting on October 1st is the reality. This was released to you know the overall public and I could examine it. And yes, what I found actually after looking at all of our clients and you know we are just to give you an idea, you know, I'm we're 90% done over here. You know, in other words, our persons who are going to approach us have and we've already configured them and given them our recommendations already. So, you know, I know you had the you saw the commercial that's running nationwide at the beginning of this video. If you that's you that requires assistance, please call that number. Let's go on to what I found. Under Medicare Advantage, it is more choices. Ultim ultimately, what you have is more choices. The number of plans is increasing, the number of carriers is increasing. This is no surprise to me. 
people, crazy people write books about this to say this was inevitable. I didn't have a crystal ball. I simply figured out kind of what common sense and logic would lead you to. The reality is, is that you have this common sense and logic too, right? I'm trying to demystify the fact about all these financial topics, which can seem kind of confusing, but they actually are not if everyone just calms down, steps back, and just thinks through using the common sense you used to survive on the planet up until now. There is no other way other than for the world to be more competitive when it comes to Medicare. 62 million customers. That's all you need to know, right? There's no way that groups of the smartest people in the world with unlimited computing power and unlimited legal resources wouldn't be trying to get market share, period. That's it. Nothing else. As a result, what do you have? You've got a very difficult, challenging situation when choosing amongst Medicare Advantage plans. The networks. Again, this comes down to network. This comes down to understanding your prescriptions. Okay. Don't be surprised that a particular company has infused itself, imposed itself to add extra benefits to lower your out-of-pocket costs. Now, do I have a crystal ball? No, I don't. You don't either. However, what we can do, what we can do is try to get the optimal situation for you, your household, so that to lower what we think is going to be your most likely path of of expected costs. Okay, and then we also then think about, okay, what happens in the worst case scenario? What happens? And then, then you have a whole nother set of questions. And that's up to the buyer. And basically that's our role over here. That's my role is to say, look, here's what happens in the base case. Here's what happens if something happens to go wrong. Can we still get good coverage? Can we still get good coverage at the price point that fits the buyer? Under Medicare Advantage, I'm just saying it's no surprise. This is getting tougher. You're getting tons of mail, tons of it. I understand that. The mail's not likely wrong, right? Especially if it comes from the insurance carrier. Insurance carriers, when they send you this mail, you'll see little letter at, little lettering at the bottom of it. It's going to say approved or CMS in some like indecipherable set of digits. That's what tells you that the federal government has approved that piece of mail. The idea that it would be wrong intentionally, right? Doesn't make common sense right? Because if they violate it, if they intentionally violate it, they go to the penalty box. Just not practical reality that any carrier would tempt fate in that way. Okay. That's your point on Medicare Advantage. Can you find 30 plans per county? This is very common in very densely populated areas. Miami-Dade, LA County, you're talking about 40. 50, 60 plans in certain locations. That's true. So understand the network, understand your your pharmacies and your prescriptions. From there, can the extra benefits be important? What are they? Dental and vision, right? There are other types of home, like 
advertisements you'll see. Are these true? For example, deliver at home meals under certain situations. Yes, it's not wrong, but those are the extras that you want to get only after you've understood the network, you've understood the, your prescription costs, you've understood the out-of-pocket maximums, okay? These are the filtering systems. That's what we're getting on Medicare Advantage. Not easy, not easy. In certain locations, literally a coin flip, tough. That's not to say, by the way, I said almost is kind of a coin flip, but if you're off and you're not that situation, the difference is thousands of dollars. I can't understate that enough. We've had this multiple times where we compared plan one versus plan two. And the reality is for that particular situation, my anticipated difference in answers is multi-thousand dollars. That's your, that's your bottom line on Medicare Advantage. Hey, before I keep going, <clears throat> on Medicare, on prescription drugs. Be sure to hit the subscribe button and the like button and the notification button. Smash it, that's what I guess the millennials would say. Uh, it does help the channel let other persons know. You're here, I appreciate that. This is about other people who are actually supposed to be asking questions about Medicare and these other financial topics on this channel. The reality is people don't know where to start. People don't, worse yet, People don't understand that they're even supposed to be asking. This is my challenge, actually, right? You're here. I appreciate you. You've got, you have something in your mind saying, hey, you know, I'm supposed to know something about this. I promise you there are many more times of you that are supposed to be asking. They don't even know that they're supposed to be asking. That's why the like, subscribe, notifications are, that's what they're good for. Anyway, let's get back here. Here's the screenshot of a person, a, a live person in a location somewhere in the country, only three medications, three medications, not a complicated list, okay, at all. So what ends up happening is what I've done here is I've run medicare.gov in this person's instance and put in all their information. And I'm the reason for showing you this slide is to show you the vast number of difference, the right-hand column. The right-hand column is where that person currently sits. Currently sits. That shows their estimated total cost if they stayed with their existing plan. And you can see it, $1,467, maybe at mail order 1404. That's their annual cost. By if you have done nothing, that's what this person's cost would have been. Okay? However, if you had just looked around, the difference is the column on the left, and you see it there. The cost differential here is what? $700. You can see it. Even staying with the same pharmacy, $700, number one. Number two, here's an here's a extra you know, thing to know. You can see down here at the bottom, Mail order pharmacy, 638.04, okay? You can see that mail order is more expensive than the least expensive preferred in-network pharmacies. Most people have this idea, well, of course, you know, I always use mail order because mail order is cheapest. Guess what? Only three medications here, it's not correct, okay? 
Number three is even if your pharmacies are preferred in network pharmacies, right? So you're always told, and you know, I've written this book to say, look, make sure that you're using preferred pharmacies. That is true. But you can see it again here that even within preferred in network pharmacies, you can see down here, these two Walgreens, Kroger, right? And this is not discriminating across, we could change the list, we could change your pharmacies. This is just an example. This is just an example for this particular person. But you can see it here, 525 to 603, even if both pharmacies are preferred in network, okay? So this is some sensitive stuff. I know people think, okay, well, Jay, you're just being chicken little and saying, you know, the house is on fire. Make sure, you know, I'm saying hundreds or thousands of dollars, you know, per year, it can make a change, et cetera, et cetera. Here's your proof right here. Be sure to check out your prescription drug benefits every single year. So, you know, part of the book is to talk about, you know, how complicated the world has become because of the fact that people are working beyond 65, currently employed, married, maybe an adult child who is, you know, in their low 20s, who is still on parents' health insurance. Here is this picture, and it is showing you the complication about reality is that your enrollment windows are much, can be much tighter than kind of what you normally would believe. And you can see it from the bars here, which are, you know, kind of like timelines that I've driven that I've drawn there on this simple slide. So Medicare annual election period is there in the black. It runs from, you know, October 15th through December 7th. You know, people, you know, subscribers here, readers of the newsletter know this very well. Okay. And the previous two segments tell you that it's worth checking, blah, blah, blah. And you know, I'll continue on that. But what's making it more complicated is the fact that these windows are different. And we're about to enter into the individual health insurance open enrollment period, November 1st through December 15th. During this period, you can choose any Affordable Care Act compliant plan, no restriction, no pre-existing condition. Okay. Note that you need to be careful. You can see other videos on how to get my assistance on this. You need to be careful because if you want to get the APTC and have it done correctly without making errors, you need to be careful. Please be careful. Otherwise, you could be subject to a tax penalty later. Okay. Anyway, back to the back to the story here, which is you can see the blue bar. That period runs from November 1st through December 15th. So now you are a married person with a spouse who is not on Medicare and you may be working at an employer and now you can see the orange bar, your company's election period. And that's just an example. Different companies have different rules. Okay. So, and you can see, I just made up this one. Let's call it October 26th through November 15th, three week period. 
So what ends up happening here is you get this strange combination. You're figuring out what to do for yourself. You're figuring out whether or not the Affordable Care Act with Medicaid expansion is better for you and your family. You're then also figuring out, okay, should I stay with my employer-provided plan because I'm working? There's no fit rule here, okay? And literally where I'm making the most friends, to be candid with you, is that somebody comes to me with a retiree plan, somebody comes to me with their employer-provided plan, and we just do this check and out drops hundreds of dollars a month or far better protection, far better financial contract protection under Medicare, maybe, at a lower price. This isn't a blanket statement. There's no shortcut to checking this out. So you can see the bottom line here in red, or whatever that color is, salmon. Your effective enrollment window has narrowed much tighter than what it looks like, right? So you could see what I did on the red bar is your effective enrollment period then becomes November 1st, which is the first day that you can think about or enroll in the individual market, and the shortest of these timeframes, which can be November 15th, which is your company's deadline. This is complicated stuff. Again, what I'm trying to get to here is that you're trying to find the most efficient solution for all the people involved in your household. And that can be you working. That could be you retired. Maybe your employer has a retiree plan that allows you to keep your spouse. Well, if that's the case, then what's the question? The question then becomes, okay, about that spouse, could they be on the Affordable Care Act with the Medicaid expansion subsidy or not? Maybe you're deciding to retire. Maybe you're deciding to delay retirement in order to access your employer-provided plan. I don't have a single pat answer here. My only point for this segment is it's a lot more complicated than people think. And what ends up happening is someone chooses inefficiently here. And what do they do? They leave hundreds of dollars a month on the table something that they could have had for themselves or diverted to the person who has a higher health care need, right? So in other words, what it, it may have totally been rational to push down the premium, be very aggressive on miss, let's just say it's miss bulletproof in that household, right? Never sick to take the risk there in order to deploy your money to get better protection Let's just say it's your 24-year-old child who really has serious health care issues, health, health issues. Maybe it's your spouse who has a pre-existing condition that needs to be, be paid attention to very aggressively. I don't have that determination here. What I am saying is that the common error that I find is someone says, well, we're just stuck. Well, so we just stay with where we are. And what ends up happening is money lost could have been used for your priority, whether that person was, like I said, because of an individual situation, maybe it's just for savings money's sake. I can't really tell. Nevertheless, these bars tell you that the window for deciding are narrower than you might think.
Okay, everybody, that's it for today. Be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel, subscribe to the Maximize Your Medicare podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, anywhere you digest your podcast. Be sure to give us a five-star rating, leave us reviews, leave your questions in the bottom of the video on YouTube. I'll get back to you as soon as I possibly can, usually within 24 hours. I'm Jay. Speak with you next time. Don't forget to vote.